Hello again, everyone. Welcome to Kicks and Dribbles. I'm Dan McClay, where every week we look at world football, world soccer from the United States. And so we'll start off with a little bit of news about uh, one of the American players from the U.S. men's national team. You all know DeAndre Yedlin, one of our better defenders, currently playing at Newcastle on Thames, or Newcastle as it's uh, simply called. The Magpies have had him for a couple of years now. He's been a standout with the team. They like him there very much. However, his contract with the Magpies comes to a halt at the end of this year. So where is he going? Well, that's a big question, but it looks like he may have some interest from an MLS team in the Eastern Conference. However, that team remaining unnamed at this time. So things are still in the preliminary stages, but look for DeAndre Yeldon to be leaving the EPL possibly. Now, you know, he started out uh, on the uh, world radar, you might say, with the Seattle Sounders in MLS, then went to Europe. He is a good player, a, a very heady defender, and he is a, a steady part of the U.S. men's national team defense. DeAndre Yedlin. Okay, we'll look to see how Newcastle ends up the year and also where Mr. Yedlin may end up. Well, it's uh, January, and that means a January transfer window is now open and ready for business. And uh, folks, if you're not uh, really uh, in tune with what the January transfer window is, Imagine if you would about 50 kids with just all kinds of money in their hands running around uh, shopping for this, shopping for that. Well, basically, those kids could be transferred to the owners of the different teams in and around Europe, and they're all running around trying to buy these players. It's a free-for-all for about 30 days, and uh, it's going to get interesting before, uh, before it gets boring, trust me. And just to show you how interesting it could get, Manchester United of the EPL is going to allow, are you ready for this? They're going to allow six of their players to leave. Now, these six players are not really players that are considered starters and vital to the team's efforts on a, a regular basis. These are six uh, players you might call on the outer fringes of the team. They are uh, players that, say, come off the bench and substitute and are vital to the team uh, maybe getting through a game. Okay, so at this point, um, the, the players are, uh, there's still a lot of speculation going on about this, but uh, uh, right now it looks like Man United has said these six players can go. However, there is a rumor floating that Paul Pogba, yeah, Pogba, the, the French uh, midfielder for uh, Man United, who is really uh, quite good, uh, he has not, as uh, far as we know, signed a new deal to stay with Man United. Apparently it's been offered and he has not signed it yet. So there's a lot of rumors floating around he may be leaving Man United. And if that happens, that's going to leave Man United kind of open in the midfield a little bit. So uh, let's see what happens with Paul Pogba as uh, the January uh, days uh, advance. Okay, also with Man United, Edison Cavani. Now, you know, Man United is up at the top of the league right now. That's correct. They're at the top of the league tied with Liverpool. And part of the reason they've made this great move is because Edison Cavani has been coming off the bench in the second half and has been getting involved with the game. Now, let, let, let's step back a minute and look at, uh, you know, at, at Edison Cavani. Uh, this is a guy who does not get onto the statistics sheet, okay? He can score goals, and he does uh, good assists and all that. However, this guy is important because when he comes into the game, things happen. This is a guy who gets the ball. This is a guy who knows where to pass the ball. This is a guy who knows what to do with the ball when he gets it, and his movement off the ball is very, very vital because he is so dangerous. Defense uh, looks for him, defense marks him, and that draws them away from other players. Edison Cavani is a very, very vital person to the Man United team. Well, he's been suspended for three games. 
and he's been suspended by uh, FIFA because of a, quote, uh, unfeeling tweet that he made. Well, I don't know about that. I kind of read the tweet. It may have been a little uh, misinterpretation of the uh, translation of the tweet. So uh, Edinson Cavani has decided not to fight the thing or fight or argue over it or anything like that or make a scene, really. Uh, so he's going to you know, and take the three-game suspension and go with it what it may. So he will be out for three games. This is going to be uh, somewhat important to Man United because, as I said, they're on a roll right now to try and get to the top of the table, and right now they're tied there. So uh, we'll see how the team can hold while he serves his suspension. He is practicing with the team, but Edison Cavani out for three games by FIFA suspension. Okay, Luis Suarez and Barcelona have finally uh, parted ways and come to a conclusion of their dramatic soap opera type um, existence. Uh, looks like he's available for a free transfer and looks like Atletico Madrid is his spot. So we will keep on an eye on the Luis Suarez soap opera as it unveils. Okay, now I guess you heard about PSG and letting Tim Tuchel go. Mauricio Pochettino is now the coach of PSG. Okay, now scratch your heads. Where have you heard the name Mauricio Pochettino? Guy in the second row down here looks like he's going to blow a gasket. He's got smoke coming out of his ears. He's thinking so hard. All right, just to let you know, Mauricio Pochettino, that's right, he was the coach of Tottenham Hotspurs up there in London, and he was let go, and then Josie Mourinho took his place. Okay, Mauricio Pochettino is a good coach. This guy is a player's coach. He knows how to get into their heads. He knows how to communicate with them. He's a good tactician. He will now be coaching PSG there in Parc de Prince in Paris. Um, he's talking to Deli Ali. Now, Deli Ali is one of the up-and-coming English stars uh, currently at Tottenham and has fallen out of favor with Josie Mourinho. And Deli Ali and Mauricio Pochettino are very, very good friends. Just like, say, the relationship between James Rodriguez and, uh, and the coach there at Everton. So Pochettino is looking maybe to get Deli Ali uh, under his fold. Could it happen? Eh, maybe. Uh, they may work out uh, a six-month loan from uh, Tottenham down to uh, PSG and then maybe make that loan permanent after the six months are up. So look for uh, Deli Ali maybe to go to PSG as Mauricio Pochettino settles in and takes control of the Parisian team. Okay, Juan Reynoso of Peru uh, is now going to head up Cruz Azul in the Mexican League. This has been an ongoing thing back and forth for about a week and a half. Uh, there were other um, coaches in the in the uh, mix that may have been uh, there at Cruz Azul. Uh, Robert Siboldi has been uh, let go there at Cruz Azul after they lost 4-0 in the aggregate to the Pumas from Crosstown Mexico City rivals uh, in the last uh, playoffs. So at this point, we got Juan Reynoso of Peru. He's very well known in the Mexican League, by the way and he will be taking over. He's going to be working with Canejo Perez, the uh, outstanding goaltender that uh, was in Mexico for many years, and Joaquin Martin Moreno. Now, understand these guys all played together. Yeah, all three of these guys played together, Reynoso, Perez, and Moreno. So when you've got Perez as the goaltender coach, Moreno as a technical assistant, and Juan Reynoso steering the ship, you got three guys who are basically on the same page already. This is going to be a good team to watch, I think, in this upcoming uh, uh, season of the uh, Mexican League. So uh, look for Cruz Azul to maybe make a really good move uh, during, the, uh, during the season. We will keep an eye on them for sure. Uh, Hugo Sanchez was almost uh, made uh, coach of Cruz Azul, but apparently uh, it came down to maybe crossing a few T's and dotting a couple of more I's, and it didn't happen. So that's why Hugo Sanchez is now not the coach of Cruz Azul. 
Uh, we've also got some other coaches that we wanted to just note real quick um, at Rayados uh, starting up this upcoming season, Javier Aguirre. And then at America, it's going to be Santiago Solari. So um, should be a good, interesting season as the Mexican season gets underway this Friday. We'll run down the games for you in a few minutes. All right, let's move on now to the different leagues around Europe and see what's going on. We've got some real uh, horse races or dog uh, dog fights, as you might want to call them. Uh, in Serie A, down there in Italy, Inter, uh, AC Milan still on top at 37 points, but <laughs> Inter Milan is hip- nipping at their heels at 36 points. So, yeah, the city is divided in half, and uh, this could get interesting down to the final day. Uh, this has been a really good race. Now, I know that Roma is in third place. So they got 30 points. That's six points out from second place, but don't count Roma out. This is a good team, great coach, and excellent players. So uh, this could get very interesting before it gets boring, okay? In fourth place, Napoli, right behind Roma at 28 points. And believe me, now the people in Napoli are all over this team, hoping to get them up into the upper echelon or upper, upper echelon of Serie A. Juventus in fifth place at 27 points. Then Sassuolo continues to do well in the Serie A. This is an amazing story. 26 points. Atalanta, 25 points. They went 3-0-2 in their past five games. They're doing very well. Verona right behind Atalanta at 23. Then Lazio at 22. And Benevento at 18 points in the 10th spot of Serie A. A really interesting fight going on there. Now, in the Bundesliga, Bayern Munich, 33 points, and RB Leipzig right behind him at 31. Bayern Munich, 3-0-2 last five games. Leipzig, 3-0-2 last five games. Leverkusen, 3-2-0 last five games, but they're still in third place in 28 points. Then Dortmund, 25 points, holding steady, while Erling Holland continues to heal, and he or Reyna tries to take, uh, help the team get, uh, get further up. Uh, Dortmund, 2-2-1 last five games. Then Union Berlin's behind them at 24 points, Wolfsburg at 24, Mucheng Gladbach at 21, Eintracht Frankfurt 20 points, Freiburg, yes, Freiburg at 20 points. And they're in ninth spot. They had a uh, last five games, 4-0-1. Christian Stark doing a great job there at Freiburg. Talk about a payroll that's uh, less than peanuts. Unbelievable. He is doing a great job. Freiburg playing some good football. Augsburg uh, right behind him in the 10th spot. They are at 19 points. So the German Bundesliga, a league to watch as well. Let's check out La Liga down there in Spain. Atletico Madrid, 38 points. Real Madrid, 36 points. (laughs) Another uh, league where one city has two teams and the lines are dividing the folk. It's really amazing. 4-1-0 for Atletico Madrid for the week. 4-0-1 for Real Madrid for the last five games. Dogfight there, really getting intense. Real Sociedad, 30 points in third place. Villarreal, 29. Then Barcelona, 3-0-2 last five games, 28 points. However, Barcelona went up against Huesca the other day. Huesca is not really a powerhouse of a team. They try hard. Again, they don't have a big payroll, but they try hard. And Barcelona only beat them 1-0. Uh, Barcelona, Barcelona needs somebody up front, and Robert Coleman has uh, noted that. He says, we need somebody up there who can guarantee to score. Well, You've got Lionel you know, Messi. Uh, that's got, you know, maybe you want to get the ball along to Messi. When you got a guy with Messi's talent, Messi's uh, prowess, uh, you may want to move him around a little bit and get him in a better position to score. So, uh, but Barcelona continues to, to, you know, do what they can. They're 10 points clear of uh, Atletico Madrid at this point and need to uh, start moving up the uh, table if they're going to make any kind of a run to the top of the league. 
Sevilla right behind Barcelona at 27 points, also 3-0-2 in the last five games. Granada, 24 points. Celta de Vigo, 23. Atletico Bilbao at 21. Then Real Betis with Manuel Pellegrini into the top 10 in ninth spot at 20 points. Cadiz has fallen down to 12th place. Remember, Cadiz was up in the uh, top for uh, the better half of the uh, first part of the season. This is a team that just uh, came into the La Liga from uh, Division Two. Um, I don't think they're going to be falling too much farther. Cadiz maybe is finding a spot maybe to kind of hold its own. But if they can finish in the middle of La Liga, that would be a great uh, start for their first season in the uh, top flight. Okay, now, uh, speaking of uh, cities with rivalries, uh, this past Saturday we saw Real Betis and Sevilla play. Uh, The final score was 1-1. These are the two teams that play in Sevilla. Remember I told you about Pellegrini getting hired, and I said Real Betis is going to make a move into the uh, top flight of La Liga, and sure enough, they are there now in 10th place. Um, In this game on Saturday, (laughs) Real Betis outshot Sevilla 16-6. That's right. You heard right. 16 to 6. Um, Pellegrini is a stickler for offense. And uh, obviously, he told these guys to shoot whenever they could, and they did. Um, it was not a clean game by any stretch of the imagination. The referee really earned his paycheck. There were 33 fouls overall, uh, five yellow cards for Real Betis, two for Sevilla. So it was a dirty um, cross city rivalry type match. Uh, ended 1-1 probably just as well. I think if one team or the other had won, we would have had some problems. But it ended up 1-1. So um, at that point, uh, this is where they stand. But uh, quite a uh, fierce rivalry there in southern Spain. Now, on the ninth of this week, uh, Atletico Madrid will play Bilbao. And uh, Real Sociedad is also going to play at uh, or is going to host Sevilla. And these are some teams that are up in the top uh, five or six of the La Liga. Important games. So they need to be watched. Also on the 8th, you've got Celta de Vigo, which currently sits in 8th place, uh, going up against Villarreal, which is up there in 5th place. So that would be a, a vital game for Celta de Vigo. They are playing at home. If they can steal a win there, uh, that would put them within three points of Villarreal in 5th place. So uh, important game there in La Liga uh, coming up this week. Ligue 1, Dans de France. Okay, down there in France, uh, Lyon, 36 points, 4-0-1 last five games. Lille, 4-0-1 as well. In second place, 36 points. This has become a very, very tight race here. These two teams are amazing, and they're really showing France what they can do with their payrolls. 3-1-1 for PSG these past five games and 35 points. They're going to be at Saint-Étienne on the 6th, and then on the 9th they play home to Brest. A couple of games that PSG should win. We'll see how uh, Pochettino uh, gets his uh, gets his uh, uh, feet wet with those two matches. Okay, um, continuing at league on, looking at the standings in fourth place, Rennes with 31 points, Marseille 28, Monaco holding steady at 27, then Lons 27 points as well as Montpellier, then Angers with Stéphane Molin uh, at the helm. The Angers has come uh, come a long way; they are doing very well. This is a team, again, with a very, very low payroll. And uh, Stefan Molin, who's a great, great guy, uh, he's doing a great job there at Angers. He's got this team playing very well. Metz is in 10th place, doing well also under Frederic Antonetti. And Antonetti is a guy who really gets his team fired up for matches. So uh, Metz there in 10th place with 23 points. I like the way this league is uh, 
turning around and looking because you've got some teams that are not used to being up in the top 10. They're bringing some excitement to the French League. It's really fun to watch. French League, another league you want to watch very closely as uh, the season begins to move on into the spring. Okay, let's check that EPL real quick. We had a change on Monday. Uh, Liverpool is still on top with 33 points because they lost uh, on the road to Southampton. Yeah, Southampton scored in the first two minutes of the match. Danny Ings, the Englishman, uh, just put one home right there in the second minute. And then after that, it was just hold on for what for all you got because uh, South Ham- or, uh, Liverpool came right out Southampton. So Southampton, we'll show you in the standings, Liverpool is in first place with 33 points, and Man U is in second place with 33 points as well. Yes, the Red Devils have come up the tables very, very nicely. Liverpool, too, are rather um, two, one, and three their last uh, six games, and Man United last five games, 4-0-1. Oh, so Man United is making a run here at the top uh, of the of the league. Leicester City, the Foxes, one point behind at 32. Then Tottenham with Josie Mourinho, 29 points. Man City and Pep Guardiola right there in the mix, 3-0-2 oh, last five games. They're 29 points. Uh, you've also got um, Everton uh, with 29 points as well. And then you've got uh, Southampton moving into the 29-point range also. Aston Villa then at 26. Chelsea at 26. Then West Ham with David Moyes still at 26 points, rounding out that top 10 or 11 of the EPL. David Moyes' team looking very, very well, 1-1-3 one, one, and three in their past five games. Um, Sunday, uh, Chelsea hosted Man City in a uh, what was supposed to be a classic matchup of two storied franchises in the EPL, but uh, it really turned in almost into disaster because Man City, by, the ha- by halftime, was up 3-0. And uh, Frank Lampard apparently went into the Chelsea locker room at halftime and uh, let the troops have it. And basically, it's what he had to do. And uh, if you if you play on a team like a, like a Chelsea or a Man City or any team for that matter, and you go down uh, really severely early uh, in any match, you're going to get talked to, and you better take it like a man because that's your job. You're supposed to be out there giving 100% and making it happen. Chelsea came out in the second half, looked better, uh, held Man City scoreless, but Chelsea was able to put home a goal late to kind of make sure that the shutout didn't stand. Uh, Chelsea loses 3-1, to one, but uh, Frank Lampard not happy with the effort, and so I expect a lot better uh, next match for Chelsea. Now, on uh, Saturday the 2nd, kind of an interesting match at Brighton. Uh, Brighton hosted uh, Wolverhampton, the Wolves, and Nuno Santo is a coach that uh, just uh, – it really takes pride in what he does, and he's very, very uh, good at, at tactical stuff. And by halftime, it was 3-1 Wolves on the road. So I, I don't know what went on in the locker room with Brighton, but they came out in the second half, and they scored two goals against the Wolves' defense, which is nothing to sneeze at. These guys are good. It's a solid back line. You know Santo knows uh, how to handle this uh, this defense. But somehow Brighton got two goals, and so the game ended in a draw at 3-3. Uh, surely a, a pretty much of a shock for, for the Wolves. So uh, we'll see how the Wolves come out in their next match. But Brighton is a team you cannot take lightly, even though they sit down toward the bottom of the table. Uh, in the EPL, Salah from Liverpool, still leading the league with 13 goals. He scores in bunches. Uh, he'll go two or three games without a goal, and then in the next three or four games, he'll get uh, five goals. So uh, right now he sits on top of the league at 13 goals. And Sung Hoon Min, the South Korean who plays for uh, Tottenham, uh, 12 points, or 12 goals, rather. Then Bruno Fernandes with Manchester United at 11. He's having a great year. 
Calvert Lewin also with Everton. He's got 11 uh, goals. And then Jerry Vardy with Leicester City, uh, 11 goals. And so uh, that's the way it looks at the, the way the goals are uh, forming in there in the EPL. Uh, some great talent and uh, some high-scoring games with uh, guys getting a lot of goals. So we'll see how it all plays out. But Salah is just a guy that makes you shake your head because some of the things that he does to make that ball go in and net are just amazing. Oh, one other note about the EPL. Arsenal continues to move up the table. You know, they were sitting down about five points up above regulation or relegation, that is. And um, Miguel Arteta has got them turned around. They're now in 11th spot uh, with 23 points, 3-1-1 in their last five games. So Arsenal starting to make a run here. Now, let's turn to the uh, Scottish uh, Premier League here for a minute, the SPL. Uh, Celtic and Rangers played their usual duel uh, on uh, Saturday. And uh, to say the least, it was kind of an interesting game. Uh, 34 fouls called, which was not unusual. Uh, this game was played at the Ibrox, which is the Rangers stadium there in Glasgow. Uh, McGregor from Celtic, unfortunately, had to, uh, had the unfortunate um, mistake of putting a, a ball in the net uh, for an own goal. And so Rangers won the game, won nothing. Uh, shots on goal, uh, Celtic 14-10 to 10 against Rangers. Shots on goal, uh, three for Celtic, none for Rangers. Shots on goal, none for Rangers. 50-50 uh, possession, and uh, Celtic had six corners to Rangers two. So it was a pretty interesting matchup overall between the two. Back on uh, October 17th, played at Celtic Park. Uh, Rangers won two to nothing in the other uh, matchup that they always have every year, and Connor Goldson scored both goals for Rangers in that match. Now, coming up this week, uh, we got Copa Libertadores action down in South America. Boca Juniors and Santos are going to be playing. That's going to be a great match. Uh, anytime those two teams play, it's it's always really exciting. Uh, that's 5.15 Eastern time start. It's going to be on BN Sport. I would tune in for that if you want to see some good soccer uh, for Boca Juniors and Santos. Of course, Santos the team that Pele played for. Then on Friday, the Mexican League gets cranked up um, on 8.30 on TUDN. we got Playboy hosting Chivas. Then on Fox Sports 2 at, the 10, 30, at 10 o'clock Eastern time, Tijuana is going to host Pumas. Yeah, Pumas got to fly all the way halfway across the country uh, to Tijuana to play that match. Then on 10.30 Eastern time on Friday, you've got Mazatlan hosting the Coxa. That's on TUDN. Three good games there to start off the Mexican League on Friday night. Then on Sunday, uh, a couple of uh, uh, games in the Italian League, just to, from Serie A to give, make a note, Roma is going to be hosting Inter Sunday uh, there at the Olympic Stadium in Rome. And Sassuolo is going to travel to Torino take on uh, Ronald, uh, Ronaldo and Juventus uh, there on Sunday. That'll be a good matchup, too, because Sassuolo looking to move up in the table. Juventus, not invincible, okay? Yeah, they've got Ronaldo and everything, but they're not invincible. So that's a good game to look forward to there. So we've got some good soccer coming up this week. We will keep you posted, of course, on all the details for next week. And so uh, in the meantime, please, we want you to wash your hands. And uh, you know, just, just that social distancing is so important. Uh, just make sure you stay you know, six feet apart because we're trying to get this pandemic under control. Uh, the media is spreading this thing about, you know, increased numbers and all this. But if we can just keep our hands washed and you know, social distancing, uh, it'd be really, really helpful to keep everything, uh, to make everything better so that we can get fans back in the stadium for these matches, okay? And uh, whatever you do, please, don't let your life have too many yellow cards. See you next week.